The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Here we are, another beautiful week of reminding ourselves to bring your soul to work. Mo, what does that mean? What does bringing your soul to work mean? Well, today we're going to talk about the portal of your soul coming from your voice. Yes, indeed. One of my favorite, favorite topics and favorite things that I coach my clients on is finding their power of their soul through their voice, through the instrument which our creator gave us of reverberating the sound waves and crafting language that matters to others, that allows us to translate our thoughts and our feelings into things that are meaningful to others. And I just want to ask a question right now. Are you using your voice as an instrument for communication? Are you using your voice as an instrument of inspiration? Are you using your voice and your words to make the world a better place? Are you using your words and your voice to complain, to energize negativity, to find other like-minded beings who want to glom on to what you have to say? I want you to do a little inventory on the last several hours of your day. What have you been using your voice for? Connection? Has it been constructive? Has it been helpful? Has the things that have come out of your mouth that your voice has been used for, have they made you feel better? Have they brought you closer to your inner being's alignment, your sacredness, your divinity? Have you been stepping into using your voice as one of the best parts of who you are? Do a little assessment, a little inventory. Years ago, I was inspired uh, by one of my favorite spiritual speakers, truth tellers, if you know Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks. Um, you're familiar with the uh, messages. I was inspired to stop watching TV. 
And when I first heard the call to action that they had stopped watching TV years ago, I thought to myself, wow, that's, that's, that's big, not watching TV. That's a really, really big thing. And this was a before TV has gotten to where it is today. It was a little bit before that, but I remember making my final decision about TV watching. When there was a jet plane crash, somewhere I think around Taiwan, and as horrible as plane crashes are, and as traumatic as they can be for all of us around travel on air travel. The plane went down. They were sure of that, but they couldn't find the black box. And day after day, the news was about the black box and about the horror, etc. And I can pray and I can send love and blessings all around the globe. But I chose not to listen to the endless news cycle of that. And that was basically the end of the watching TV. I used to watch TV every single morning getting ready for work and uh, my morning routine and getting the kids going. And it was just, it was just as part of the backdrop of a morning routine. And frankly, it was noise. And frankly, it affected me. So I, when I finally decided not to listen to the morning news, Perhaps there was some upbeat music that we'd play instead, or perhaps nothing. Perhaps we just were human beings organizing our day, getting our day off the ground, and allowing ourselves to feel and to move into whatever we wanted to. What does this have to do with voice? Well, what it has to do with voice is that our voice emanates from us, but other voices on the planet hit our eardrums. And as much as voice is technically a one-way street, it's the beginning of initiating conversation and feedback toward others. And they're listening through their eardrums. And they're listening through the energy of the words and the intention of the words. They're actually listening with their body. One of the reasons why I stopped watching TV was not as much about the content, but was how it made me feel. I felt dragged down, brought down, and at a lower level, I didn't like the way it made me feel. I chose not to have that dose of negative feelings every morning to start my day. I didn't need that. And at this point, I was a party exerciser. I've been an exerciser um, most of my life in the mornings. And um, I would exercise, feel great, go out for a run, come back home, turn on the TV and start feeling like crap. It wasn't the, really the voices of the newscasters. It was the information. It was the content. And studies have shown that watching the news can actually impact our immune system and begin to bring our immune system down. They've done studies on this. It's just a few minutes of being exposed to negative information. They've done these studies on, on watching news um, to bring our immune system down, to make us more vulnerable in our immune system. So things that bring our immune system down cannot be good for us. So this was greater than a decade ago, not watching TV. Now I watch some 
episodes of TV and I watch some sports. That's one of the things I enjoy watching, but I do not TV on as a backdrop to my life. And I want you to just think about that for you. Um, when I stopped watching TV, I'd go over to my parents' house and they'd say, oh, did you see the news? There was this and that and this shooting and that thing and something at the turn all this. I'm like, no, I don't watch the news. And I would tell them this every single time. <laughs> and they just couldn't understand how I could live in the world and not watch the news. Well, I'm on the internet and I have a cell phone. I have a smartphone. I have, a, I have my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much in tune with the big stuff that's going on the things that would impact things I would have to do with my life and how I might have to pivot. But they just couldn't wrap their heads around it. God bless them. And uh, my mom lives a little bit differently now, uh, a little bit less news. Um, but here's the thing. The voice that you have that you're sharing and the voice that other people have that they're sharing impacts you every single day. And you need to make choices for what you're receiving from other people's voices, from other inputs that are hitting your eardrums. Your voice is only relevant to other people when it hits their eardrums. And when it's the spoken word, it's going to hit bodies and it's going to hit the energetic field and it's going to reverberate in the unified field. There are some people, every thought, feeling, and spoken word that we have exists in the unified field forever. It's part of the rippling of that big unified field that we can't see. But we know it exists because scientists tell us this and cell phone travels on it and radio waves travel on it and voices travel through it. That kind of joke conundrum of if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? And the answer is not unless there's to pick it up because the sound waves are occurring but they don't technically make a sound until they hit a resistance point that is received. You have to be the receiver to hear that tree fall in the forest. Otherwise, it's just sound waves of matter hitting matter. And if those sound waves don't hit a resistance piece, there's no sound. It's just a wave. There's wave particles happening all day long. Your cell phone signal is in that same wave soup and it's not picked up until there's a cell phone receiving it that has the number that was associated with the transmission. You can't hear the cell phone thing without the phone. You can't hear it out in the unified field, but it exists out there. Your voice and I want you to really, really think about this for today because it's super duper important for how you live. Your voice is something that you are transmitting into the unified field. Not just the content, but the intention and the power of the vibration of the voice. That matters too. I mostly coach professional women in my kick-ass workshop. It's a 12-week workshop, and it's a transformational journey. Most of my ladies in brand new jobs, all my ladies are moving into a more powerful version of them. And what happens is their faces change, their souls change, their voices change, 
how they exert themselves in the world changes. And I will tell you this, what they talk about changes. Your voice instrument of either positivity or the opposite. So I want you to appreciate the divine blessing that we have with our voice and the power that it can have when it's used with its fullest soulful power. So let's take a look at a few things. And if you'd like to join this conversation, no matter how your voice sounds, (laughs) 816-251-3555. Be happy to take some callers today and entertain uh, thoughts and ideas about your voice or just about anything else that might be in your way with bring your soul forward or your career. Happy to talk to you about anything related to that. Again, it's 816-251-3555. Let's talk about and its reverberations into the unified field for just a second. Typically, human beings are wired to receiving authority voices that are a little bit deeper. And when voices are coming from here, they don't typically have so much authority. It's more of a younger person talking, and it doesn't really feel that great on our eardrums as much. So if your voice is a little bit higher pitched. It's probably a signal that you have a habit of losing your power and not having your own personal grounding. Now it's common, and I'm speaking more for women because men have this really big advantage anatomically. Their voice gets deeper because of testosterone and the what that does to the voice box. I have a really, really special, great client who's a professional voice coach. And she and I have had so many great talks about voice, anatomy, and science, and the the vibration of it, and what it means, and how human beings respond differently to different vibrational uh, tones. And so here's what I'd like you to consider. If you have a voice that's a little bit more high-pitched, or if you even if you don't, try this little exercise out. Put your hands on the top of your chest and say your name, Mo Fall. I'm just so practiced at it that it just works for me. Mo Fall. And when you say your name, I want you to push it down into your chest so that you feel the reverberation of your chest against your hands resting kind of strongly on your chest. I want you to feel the reverberation in your body. If you speak like this, you're not going to have reverberation in your chest wall or your body. It's going to be coming out of your head and nose. And you're not going to feel your voice in your body. And therefore, you don't have power and grounding going on. But as soon as you bring the voice down into your body, you're going to feel it vibrating in your chest. That's where you have power. So you can do it in your car, you can do it in the bathroom, close the door, don't, don't let anyone laugh at you or cause you to feel. Pull your body, I mean, pull your voice into your body. Pull it in, pull it down. Own the strength of your body. If you're over the age of 32, 35, your voice ought to be starting to shift down into your body. But some Some women 
are still talking through their head in their 50s. And there's a few things going on that can be telltale on that. Um, not taking responsibility, not owning power, not stepping into truth, etc. It shows up sometimes in the voice. So when people hear you speak, they're not giving you too much. They're not paying attention or they're not really caring too much. They're not maybe considering that you could be managing or directing something. The other thing to measure of is the pace of your voice. Now, when I'm on the radio, I know I'm on the radio. I know that there's people listening, all two of you. <laughs> and so I want to be able to listen to what I'm saying and I want to make points so I pause and stop as I'm talking. If I was speaking to someone not in, as intentional, I wouldn't have as many pauses. But when I really want to make a point, I will pause and not be nervous about, is it too slow? I will actually pause dramatically to make sure that the words I just said are landing before I throw some more content. I'll make sure the reverberations of what I'm speaking go in the right direction before I fill it up with either nervous energy or desperate to make a point. I was working with my uh, Leadership Academy gals last night, and we were talking a little bit about this and doing some reminders on nonverbals and pace and language. And one of the things that I speak often with my clients about are two big problems that a lot of human beings have, particularly women. One problem is the constant or regular use of the words, I'm sorry. Another is asking for permission from others. And I was just speaking to a young woman about this earlier today as well. Asking permission from others to either speak or to do something or to follow through on something. We're talking about the voice today, but I will tell you that the content of what we say also gives us clues whether we're in our power or whether we're not. It gives us clues. And the other thing that gives us a clue is if we're not getting the response from other people, and I talk about owning the room in my uh, Five Shifts webinar, and if you haven't seen my Five Shifts, web my five shifts webinar, on bringing your soul to work to land your dream job. I talk about how myself and my clients um, have basically risen up from the soul level to, to claim our dream jobs. And I talk a little bit about what I did with my career. If you haven't seen that yet, you may want to visit my website at mofall.com slash masterclass. And that's kind of a cool buzzword going on nowadays, um, masterclass. I want you to master what it's like to bring your soul to work. And what are some of the pitfalls? But here's one of the things that happens. If you're not getting the response back from the people who you are speaking to, 
whether that be in an interview, a meeting, or even in a one-on-one dialogue. There's something going on energetically, and there's something going on verbally that's not making sense to the other person. The reason why people don't respond to us is because energetically we're not congruent and or we're using the wrong verbal and nonverbal language. So these are challenges that we have in using our voice. So the first thing I really want you to focus on is what are you using your voice for? What are you contributing with your voice? Are you just blabbering to exert nervous energy and complain about the world? Or are you using your voice to express love and kindness and gentleness and inspiration and connection and engagement and to move people in a positive direction? Our voice, if we're in person, actually starts with our face. Facial expressions can really enhance or detract from what we are saying. And you're not going to know this about yourself unless you videotape yourself. Being congruent in your face with your voice and with your words is really important in order for everything that you want to say to land properly. Congruency with who you are at the soul level and your voice and your words and your face really matter. Your subconsciousness is picking up what other people are putting down if they're not congruent. You're picking it up. And if they are congruent, you're picking that up. Oh, I really like that person. Oh, they're very believable. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, whatever they're saying is it's so inspiring. Wow, they've got a great message. You could have this message verbally coming through and one person's not congruent with it either in their voice tone, their facial expressions, and what their intention is. Read the same script and be coming from different places, different voice, and you're going to have a completely different response. Completely different response. So it's important to understand the components of what it is that you're putting out there because it's all coming from the soul at the beginning of everything. It's coming from the soulful you. If your soul's dead, if you've been trampled on and you've allowed other people to deplete your soul, your voice is not going to be powerful. It's, it's impossible. It's like driving a car 80 miles an hour with an empty gas tank. It's not going to happen. You can literally tell if people's souls are lit up by how their voice sounds. And frankly, I do this all the time with my clients in my workshop and with the clarity calls. Yep. If your soul is depleted, it's going to come across in your voice, the tone, the energy, and the words that you use are going to tell the listener something about what's going on. Probably half of the women I talk to on clarity calls, it's a service we offer so that we can help you get clear on what's going on with your career and a little bit about your life. So that you really know what's truthfully going on and what are the obstacles. If your career is not working out for you, 
and you've got the education, expertise, and experience, then it's got to be you. Hate to be so blunt on it, but that's the truth. If you've got the education, the experience, and the expertise to do your work and be in your profession at a higher level, and it's not working out, there's something going on with your soul. Your energy is not aligned. Your power is not there. And chances are you've had so many traumatic events and allowed so many other people to direct and rule how you feel that you've just emptied your tank. And it doesn't feel good. And eventually that pain of having an empty tank is going to ripple into your body because eventually your creator, our beautiful, divine, loving source, wants to get our to heal that and to bring it back to life. And eventually the body is what starts to speak. Oh, I'm having stomach troubles. Oh, I've had headaches. I've got stress in my neck and jaw. For me, it was cancer. 11 years ago, I got a cancer diagnosis that jolted me. Runner, successful, pretty healthy. I don't get breast cancer. My body was for me to pay attention to some things. And over those 11 years, I've done deeper work than I ever did in the 20 years before that, even though I thought I was doing deep work and working on myself and personal development and all that sort of thing. It was the cancer that drove me into a deeper zone than I'd ever been before. There's a part of me that didn't even know it was possible to go to that level of knowing myself and understanding my soul. And at that level of deep transformative work, I found not only my soul, but I also found an energy and a vibrancy that I had not known, that I was actually working in, to try to find, and hope was there. But I thought that the way I was living my life was the way that you live your life. But what I found is there's a deep reservoir inside all of us that's an easy fuel to use every single day. And I'm going to talk later on the second half of this show about everything I've kind of teed up here today about how the deep reservoir of our soul is the most important thing that we can find in life. It solves every problem that we have. And the mystery of the soul and the mystery of the beautiful fountain of energy that's available there can be accessed, but you have to be willing to go in there and go get it. And one of the things that is a telltale sign to me as a, as a career coach, and a lot of my clients call me a spiritual leader, is through your voice. I'll be back for more. Hang on. We're going deep. See you in a few. listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. 
This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. All righty, voice students. <laughs> I promised you we were going to go deep in the second half of the show, and we're going to go deep. If you really want to play out here with me, please do. I've got some really fun, cool things to um, share with you and have today. Um, we're diagnosing where your soul is based on your voice. That's what we're doing today. Okay. So the first half of the show, we were talking about how your voice matters, how the resonance matters, and also how listening to other voices and other information matters to how you feel. I want you to take stock for yourself right now with all the stuff I talked about in the first half of the show. What's going on with you? Is your voice high pitched? When you say your name with your hands over your chest, are you feeling it in your body or not? When you feel when you're beginning to talk, do you feel inspired? Or do you feel like you're just out of energy? Are you sick and tired of talking to people when you get home from work? If you're depleted, boom, you're going to feel it in your body. And you're going to have no voice left. You're going to have no energy to speak. And I don't mean zero speech. But you could be tired and depleted and your voice is going to get irritated and and higher pitched, or it's going to just get to be a lousy tone, and people listening are going to be off-put. If your voice is not truly coming from the generation of your soul's energy, you've got to fix it in order to have a beautiful, lovely life. Your soul wants to be engaged and fired up and fueled up. It wants that. It's speaking to you somewhere either whispering to you, either giving you clues that something's not working in your life, or you feel bad somewhere. The only way we get messages from our soul is through our body. That's our thermometer for our soul's power and strength. If your body doesn't feel good, there's something wrong with your soul. Diagnosis right there. Boom. Now it's to figure out what it is. Uh, if you want to know more about that, you can book a clarity call with me and my team. Uh, you can do that. Free career clarity call. We diagnose your career. We give you lots of clarity. And if you're the right fit for the workshop we do and you're ready to rock and roll and get yourself transformed and change your life, 12 weeks. It's a beautiful thing that we do. It's a wonderful uh, sisterhood of women who are professionally not be. And what's wrong is their soul's just not vibing at the place it needs to be. Giving out too much. They've been trampled on. They'll be undervalued, underpaid, underappreciated. We fix that. But if you'd like to talk to us about what that might look like, you can feel free to book a clarity call at uh, mofall.com slash give me clarity. mofall.com slash give me So let's dive in. You've assessed where you're at with your soul based on your voice and how you feel and whether you can feel the vibration in your body when you speak your name. If you got all that taken care of, you're good to go, and we're going to keep on going. There are two avenues where most people are losing the energy of their soul, and we can tell that you're trying to excuse yourself in life. You're not in your by two very predominant verbal habits. One is saying, I'm sorry. 
Now, that may seem like the right thing to say. It may seem like something that you were taught. It may seem like being polite. But I can tell you that the overuse of the word I'm sorry is like a plague running through your sense of self. That if you say I'm sorry for things that you're not really supposed to say I'm sorry for, then you got a little bit of a little bit. You have an energy leak. And that energy leak is going to cost you. So just be mindful over the next couple of days, watching yourself saying, I'm sorry. Like if you're pulling out your credit card at the grocery store and something falls on the conveyor belt below. Oh, I'm sorry. Why would you say I'm sorry? You didn't do anything wrong. Something fell out of your wallet. If you step on one's foot, run them over with your grocery cart, hit them in the parking lot. And I'm sorry might be, might be an adequate thing to do because you've literally bumped into their physical being. Short of that, there's nothing to be sorry for. Even if, you know, in the grocery store when you're kind of like jostling for who's going to go first or whether there's enough room in the aisle, you don't have to say I'm sorry for that. You're navigating the grocery store. There's no apology necessary. You're both trying to navigate. There's no sorries. It's human beings being in the physical world and navigating things. The overuse of I'm sorry will help you understand that you are leeching energy out from your beautiful soul for no good reason other than it's a bad habit, you were told to be polite, and now it's just an overuse of the word I'm sorry, and you're I'm sorrying everywhere, and it just it's just showing up as you not having power, you not feeling that you deserve to live in the world powerfully. So check that out. As we coach our clients in our kick-ass workshop, we talk about this pretty regularly because it's a big problem. And a replacement instead of I'm sorry is thank you. Thank you for waiting instead of I'm sorry I'm late. Thank you for being sorry instead of I'm sorry I had this problem and I needed to talk to you about it. How about thank you for pointing out something that was helping me instead of I'm sorry I did that that way. How about, thank you for inviting me. I can't make it this time. Rather than, I'm sorry I can't come to your party. How about, thank you for loving me. Instead of, I'm sorry for being so emotional with you. How about, thank you for being understanding. How about saying, really want to say in gratitude and appreciation. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for being there. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for helping me. That is so much more of a higher vibrational voice, verbal share than I'm sorry. And I'm sorry usually ends up being in the face because we're losing power already. We feel it and we see it. And we hear it in the voice, tone, and inflection. So that's one big for you. Check that out. 
Are you an overuser of I'm sorry? Do you have a major energy leak that your voice is just losing power and your soul's losing energy and you're just bleeding out? The next thing is asking for permission. Wherever this may be finding itself in your life, when you ask for permission rather than stating what you want. And you know, one of the fun games that, that couples play is, where do you want to go out to dinner? I don't know, you pick. I don't know, you pick. I don't know, you pick. Pick a darn place and just stick with it and go with it. Well, I want to go to the chicken place. What do you think? Is that okay? Do you want chicken? Pick a place and go with it. Declare it. No, I don't want chicken. I want to go to Italian. Let's go to the Italian restaurant. And just be done with it. Go to the Italian restaurant. Claim it and declare it. You don't have to over-excuse and over-ask for permission and make sure it's okay. You're allowed to have a decision. You're allowed to make decisions. You're allowed to step into your truth and your power. You're allowed to say, this is what I want and this is what I'm doing. I'm giving you permission. <laughs> you have permission from a lot of higher sources than me. You've got permission to deserve a life. You've got permission to deserve your decisions. You've got permission to deserve to feel. You've got permission to be loved. You've got permission to enjoy your life. You have permission from the divine creator that brought you here. Permission granted. I'm just reminding you right now. You have permission to vocalize and verbalize and use your voice to declare what it is that you want. I'm going to get on a soapbox just for a second here. Warning, soapbox. This is only for the women. Ladies, you've been brought up to ask for permission and to have your decisions be right with everyone in your life. This is how you've been raised. I know because I was raised that way. I get it. I struggled with that for years. I probably still have some remnants of it. You've been told that your decisions don't matter as much as maybe someone you're living with. You've been told that your decisions aren't really final. You've been Witnessing in the workplace, more than likely, that your decisions can be overridden and that they don't matter. Speak up in meetings. Yeah, we don't really care what Sally had to say. It's really what John had to say. I'm not trying to create of sexes, but I will tell you that one of the universal truths, and that I see this in the thousands of women I've spoken to over the past five years in particular, and the hundreds of women I've worked with in my career, we are conditioned and programmed in certain ways that take our power away. And in order for us to have true, wonderful, beautiful lives, we have got to step into our power. And I see so many women on this beautiful planet who have every right to make a decision, to declare what they want, not doing that. As ironic as it is, I also see women quitting jobs out of frustration when it is the wrong thing to do for them. It's wrong financially. It's wrong career-wise. It's defeatist. They quit their jobs without a plan 
Because when you're that desperate, you make decisions that aren't honoring your highest version of you because you are so backwards. You are so depleted and your soul is so not to be found that you can't make a good decision for yourself. And now you're frozen in defeat. And now you're convinced you can't make a decision because the last one you made froze the hell out of you and depleted everything you had left. You do have permission to step into your power and declare what it is that you want and make it happen. And you have to declaring. You have to do that with your voice. You have to do that with your authority of who you are and what you want. You got to find it. Find your voice. Listen to the inner desire. Listen to what your soul is begging you to do. Listen to her. And declare with your physical voice what you need and what you want in order to be congruent and consistent and loving to that big, beautiful soul that's probably hiding and a little scared. Use your voice to declare, I am worthy. I am enough. I am a lovely being. So one of the exercises I do right now, if you can, is to declare enough. Use your voice to declare, I am enough. Go ahead, say it. We want to have a whole global, I am enough, resonating and reverberating in the unified field. I am enough. I am loved. I am love. I deserve what will make me feel good. I deserve to have the life that I want. I deserve it. Make declarations every single day about your enoughness, about your I amness. And as a cautionary tale, I would like to suggest something to you. Be careful what follows the words I am. If you say, I'm a klutz, I'm never lucky. If you follow the I am words with negative self-image, negative stories, if you speak it, please stop doing that right now, today. Make yourself an honor pledge that you're only going to follow the words I am with powerful declarations and powerful statements. Use your voice for your own good first. You're not going to be able to speak good for others until you speak good for yourself. So catch yourself with whatever follows I am. And the I am sorry is the first biggest example. It's the major thing I see my clients doing that depletes their power and telegraphs to the world, I'm not worthy of being in this space. And when that's your message, then that's your attractor pattern. And that's what's going to happen in your life. People are going to treat you unworthy. It's a universal law. It's 100% predictable. So let's start identifying 
what the soul's going, what's going on with the soul. And let's start bringing it back to life. Let's stop having the vocal verbal habits of how your soul's energy gets bled out and no, nothing reserved for you. So stop these habits that are bleeding your soul's energy out. Stop the I'm sorry's. Stop asking for permission and start declaring, I am enough. I am loved. I deserve. Start declaring for yourself. And if you want to give some extra credit, here's some extra credit. You're going to have to write this down. <laughs> Pen in hand. Make declarations for what you want in your life. Verbally, declare it. Say it out loud. Speak it. I'm not suggesting that you share it with people because they may not be on the same page and they may be the kill on that. They may be the one who incites your self-doubt. So don't necessarily share these declarations with others. They may not be ready for your awesomeness because if you've been hiding it for a while, they're used to that version of you. So bring your soul back. Bring your declarations into a private space before you can hold them strongly from within and have them not be vulnerable to other people's opinions. Declare for yourself what you want with health. And don't declare, actually, I want this. Declare the health declaration. I am healthy. I exercise four days a week. I weigh, pick a poundage. Declare the I am for your health. Write it down and then vocalize it. How about your career? Declare something for your career. I am happy. I love my job and my coworkers. Declare it. Now your brain may be like, no, I don't. No, I don't. But I want you to declare what you want. I want you to declare the beingness that you want to have, the, the, the state of your life that you want to have, what you deserve. I want you to vocally, verbally own it. Be in a powerful position of declaration. I am healthy. I am exercising four days a week. I weigh 150 pounds and feel awesome. I love my job. I love my coworkers. I have fun and joy in what I do for a living. I love my profession. I'm awesome at it. I make $150,000 a year and I feel awesome about it. Those are declarations, just in case you needed an example. How about financial declarations? I have a great savings account. I love saving thousands of dollars every month. I have over $50,000 in my savings account and I keep it there as a reserve and I love knowing I have that money in the bank. Make declarations for yourself. Be claiming what it is that you want for your life and not as it's out there, but as it's in here, as it's now, as you're now owning the declaration for it to be in existence and for your being. Own a statement about your family. I love my family and they love me. I have great experiences with them. We have great times together. We enjoy dinners and play and, and board games and we enjoy our time together. How about some declarations on your own personal transformation and growth? I'm always growing. I love the lessons that life gives me. I am embracing my entire transformational journey. I love growing. I love watching my soul come back to life. It feels great. 
How about some declarations on travel and life experiences? I enjoy traveling to Italy and France. I enjoy being a, a global traveler. I love easily moving from place to place wherever I want. I have the freedom and the excitement of enjoying this big global world. I love traveling with ease. If you really want to get kick-ass, you can say, I love traveling first class and enjoying all that that means for how easy my life is. Declare for yourself all you want in your life and use your voice and your soul's power to fuel the certainty, the confidence, and the amazing power that you can bring from the fountain of the energy of your soul, which is infinite because it comes from the infinite unified divine field. When you open yourself up to that infinite source, you don't have to struggle for feeling good. You don't have to effort over negative thoughts and feelings. You don't have to have this imposter syndrome of feeling like you're not worthy, but you're kind of acting like it. When you get the legitimate, original, beautiful energy back of your soul, you will know it. And I will tell you this for myself and for the clients I've seen this happen to, the hundreds of beautiful women who have gotten this back. There is nothing better than the beautiful energy that's coming from our soul. Nothing better. When you feel the love from within you, when you feel it as the source of you, when you are connecting to the divine creator through your own self, it's within. When you're connected to that, your voice is congruent, your declarations are congruent, you're not asking for permission from others to live, to exist, to make decisions. You're not apologizing. You're not hoping that they'll notice. You're not scrambling around to prove your worth. You're not depleted at the end of the day because you've given everything you've got. You're standing in your truth and you know how to fill your own cup. And you know how to speak powerfully and beautifully. And be in a place of love and congruency. Where your life is exactly what you declare. And I'll tell you this. In doing this myself and in coaching hundreds and hundreds of women over the years. You will trip and fall. You will get stuck in some mud. You will have big tree trunks that fall in your path that you've got to climb over. There will be a few dragons that rear their head along the path. It's what it takes to clear this stuff out. It's what it takes to free your soul. And I want you to know that you're worth it. You're worth that journey. Just going through that. 
Not too many people can handle that journey on their own. Not too many people can go through the dark night of the soul here and there and here and there without help and support. I've had a coach, at least one, for the last 19 years. I have several of them right now. And as a matter of fact, they really helped me out a lot in the last couple of months. After I broke my foot and kind of lost my mobility a little bit and my business started getting a little sideways on a few things, of course they go hand in hand, I needed all the support and all the help I could to kind of help see my way and realize what I was contributing in the world and, and what I wanted to be and do. My soul has an important role in this world, as does yours, and you are as needed as every single person on this planet. So get the support and get the help that you need to take on that journey because it's worth it for you. It's worth it for every single one of us souls on this planet to take the journey to get our soul back. Because when it's caged up and where you're apologizing for your existence and where you're asking for permission from everyone, and when you're depleted at the end of the day and you have nothing left and you can't even use your voice to exert your power and your influence and people don't pay attention, don't hear you, don't hire you, don't promote you, when that's what's going on, I'll tell you what, your soul is lost. Your soul is depleted and you need to fix it because your life is too precious. And all the people in your life will gain from your personal journey of transformation to bring yourself back to life. They will gain from everything you do for you. It's not a selfish journey, but it's a necessary one for you to do for yourself. Claim your voice, claim your soul, bring your soul to work. And if I can help you at all, please feel free to book your free career clarity call to get things started with us. It's mofall.com slash give me clarity. We'll see you next time here on Bring Your Soul to Work, Unity Radio. This is Coach Mo Fall. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.